All right, everybody, welcome back to the Millennial Sales Podcast. Your host, Tommy Tahoe, Alemo in the house. Happy Monday. For many, it is the end of the year. For everyone, it's the end of the month. For a lot of people, it is the second to last day of the fiscal year, January 30th. Uh, I'm coming at you with some good content today. So uh, first, let's give a quick shout out to our sponsors. Uh, first up, uh, this podcast is brought to you by Zappos.com. A lot of folks do not know about Zappos's fastest and largest growing growth engine, their B2B program called Zappos at Work. Zappos at Work is a unique B2B2C program that provides high-quality safety footwear, apparel, and uniform solutions for a range of industries and Fortune 100 companies, including Delta Airlines, Chewy, Amazon, and Blue Origin. Zappos at Work is growing and hiring sales directors, managers, BDRs to help take us to the next level. Zappos at Work's B2B solution keeps employees safe and compliant at work while helping employers improve their company's culture through innovative, customer-driven footwear solutions. If that sounds interesting, reach out to Zappos at Work at Zappos.com. That's Zappos, A-T, Work at Zappos.com. Or you can go and apply directly online. Much love to them. It's also brought to you by the prospecting cohort. Me and Anthony Natoli are finishing up our first ever prospecting cohort in the next two weeks. And we have our February one. It's uh, launching in two weeks, uh, actually on Valentine's Day. So for all those people that love to book meetings, if you can bear with me on that pun, uh, come check us out. So we are doing, it's a, you know, it's six weeks, a ton of live content. Um, we are you know, doing three hours of calls every week. One is a live teaching session. One is a live Q&A with a great person in sales like Justin Welsh or Sam McKenna. And then we do office hours and Slack channel and all this stuff. It's amazing. You can check us out at therevenuelab.io and uh, and check us out there. So now let's get to today's content. Uh, this is a, a solo episode that I'm going to do. Uh, we're going to talk about gaining respect from your sales leader uh, through what you know a weekly update. So um, this has been one of the biggest hacks that I've used in my career to gain respect, to get more of my time, to you know move up, to get better territories, um, and to be like the the wingman uh, or wingwoman, depending on who you are, to you know your manager and your sales leader, and that's invaluable um, because right now. You know, at all times, you want to be that person's right hand person, right? You want to be the person that they go to for, you know, that they could trust, that they can respect, because not only is it going to help you accelerate your career, but it's also going to prevent you from some some downturns right now, right? I just went on LinkedIn, and when I go on LinkedIn, you know, I'm actually going to do a live, a live, you know, kind of view of this. When I go on here, excuse me for that. Uh, you know, there are, you know, latest layoffs, companies making cuts, uh, Quora laying off an undisclosed amount of workers, Goodyear, 500%, 500 salaried positions cut, Hasbro reduced by 15%, uh, plus one robotics, 10% of its staff, SAP, 3000 people, Syrian labs, 15% of staff. Uh, weeks after raising $25 million, Shutterfly, 360 rolls, um, Guardian Health, 130 people, Confluent, 220 per people, 8% of their headcount. 
and it goes on and on. I'm not even going to keep it going. IBM, 3,900 people. Um, I'm not going to go on and on. There's probably 30 of these companies, but you get the point. If your company has not yet been affected, uh, it's very likely that it, it, it can and it, and it might and it probably will. So you want to do everything in your power to prevent that. And one way, I'm not saying if you send a weekly update, you're never going to get fired or that you're going to get promoted, but it is a way to earn trust. It's that on top of your numbers, that on top of how you show up in meetings and you know new ideas that you come up with and take it on more responsibility. So it's one piece to the puzzle. And I find it helpful to focus on one piece of the puzzle at a time. Let's add this to your repertoire. Next week, we'll come back with an episode about something else that you can add. Um, so Every week, this is the weekly update. So I tend to do this. Well, I guess I don't do it now because uh, I work for myself, but I I have a spreadsheet that I look at and map this and I hold myself accountable. I typically do this either on Sunday nights or Monday mornings, but I find the best times are usually, uh, they're the bookmarks to the week. So it's either Friday afternoon, you let them know how the week went and then what comes up next week or on Sunday night, Monday morning, you do the same thing and you uh you know you, you get ready for this week and you you let them know what happened in the week prior. I I really liked when I was a rep doing it Sunday nights because it's just like one again it just shows like hey I'm doing some stuff on Sunday like it's not perception isn't everything but it is something. So let's not forget that. And you know it makes you feel good that you're getting stuff done on Sunday night and you you know at least for me I always felt less anxious on Monday when I had a plan and and I prep and I I still do that I I did some stuff yesterday morning on Sunday so here are some things that I would include in this weekly update first I'd say hey boss sending you a weekly update for this week let me know if you have any questions keep it simple. And I would include a few things for uh, a look back on the prior week. So, uh, you know, and we'll get to what what's going to happen in the week ahead. But you're gonna, you're just going to build off of this every single week. So, uh, for for the week, you know, for every week, you're going to have one to three key goals. How did you for the look back on the prior week? How did you fare on those goals? So, an example of a goal could be: I'm going to spend an hour a week prospecting. I'm going to get 200 touches on my key accounts. I am going to um, you know, close this deal that has been in procurement for three weeks. Um, I, ideally, it's things that are in your control. So closing a deal is not completely in your control, whereas getting 200 touches is. So, um, you know, you, you got to work with what your territory is. You got to work with like what your job is. And everyone listening to this is is different and we're all, uh, you know, have different challenges. So I would, I would uh, you know, try to make it something that you have full control over. And if you don't get, if you don't, if you're not 100 on these goals at the end of the week, that's okay. We want to set ambitious goals. Now you don't want to miss every goal every week because that looks bad and it looks like you don't really know what you're doing in terms of following through on goal setting. But if you get it every single time, then maybe your goals are a little too, uh, a little too weak, and and you're not uh, pressing yourself enough. So, um, I would say your one to three key goals. How did you fare on those? Here are the key meetings that I had this past week and the results, and maybe just a sentence. You know, hey, I met with Gong. We had a proposal call with their CRO. It went, you know, it went well. Here's the recording, and you know, our next step is uh, I'm sending a. I have a business case meeting with their CFO next. Right, that's pretty simple, but it just kind of gives you a 
a sense of, gives them a sense of like what happened in the meeting, what's the next step? What deals did you close, if any, and the revenue associated? So I closed a deal with, uh, with Clary for 10K. Sick. And anything's outside of the role that you did to improve your craft. Now, this is key. Like what, you know, what did you do to improve outside of like the numbers? Because they, if they look, they, they have a dashboard for numbers for you. So like, you're not really, you're not necessarily sharing anything new, but you are sharing, um, you know, something that can, can, uh, you know, it make it easier for them to see what your numbers are, but things that you did outside of that, are you reading a book? Did you take a course? Are you networking? Uh, do you have a mentor? Are you a member of a community, right? Like if I was a member of the Revenue Lab Prospecting Cohort, yes, that's a plug. But if I was a member of that, people are paying a few hundred dollars of their own money. You can expense it, but they are they are investing in that. They're spending one to three hours per week for six weeks, dedicating themselves to being on calls, to being part of the Slack community, to learning on Q&As, and then taking what they learn and then using it in the field. And we have people that are booking meetings where they're A-B testing with what their boss tells them their state, their sequence or their cadence should be and you know, getting great results. And so if I'm doing that, right? And it could be a number of other things. I don't, you know, I don't give a shit. Go, go take someone else's course. Go join another mastermind. Go join another community. Um, that, that's not the point of, of what I'm saying, but, but the point is you should be investing in yourself, right? And that was one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life and careers. I, I, budget a, a, an amount of time and money every week to invest in myself, right? And so there's a million ways you could do that. And whether it's with, with me and Ann or someone else, I don't give a shit, but you should be doing that for yourself. So let your boss know, because again, 1% of reps are sending this weekly update. And even no one is is not known, but but very few people are investing in themselves, right? And very few people are also telling their leaders when and how they're doing that. So you're part of this is a playing of the game, which is not my favorite part of sales and business, but it is a part of it to let people know what you're doing and, and to play that game a little bit. So those are the things that we're doing on our look back from the prior week. And I'll say this now, I was, I've been an AE or, or was an AE for, for a long time. And so if you're an SDR or a different type of role, you know, you might change some of the terminology. It might not be deals closed. It might be meetings booked or demos booked or pipeline generated. So take the key metrics that you're being um, you're being measured on. At, at one point or several points in my sales career, I've been on teams where you were tracked how many meetings you had and what your pipeline was that you generated. So if those were things that my boss cared about, I would put that on the look back uh, as well. And I'd probably make that a key goal for the week, land more meetings. Uh, but not more like land, you know, book seven meetings this week, uh, you know, generate 100K in pipeline this week, you know, moderately in my control, not I can influence, I can't control that completely. But if I know those are metrics that my boss cares about, one, I'm going to let him or her know how they're going. And two, I'm going to make those the key goals that I have for the week ahead. So you have your look back and then you have your week ahead. So um, I put up top, you know, kind of like a recap of where I'm at for the year. So what is my percent to goal for the quarter and the year? And you could do month if that's how you're quoted as well. But I would have like, you know, sold for the month, 100K, uh, you know, quota for the month, 80K percentage, 120, oh God, 125%. Uh, and then I'd have for the year, quota, $1 million, sold 100K, 
10% to goal, right? So we all see these numbers at up top. That's the first thing I want to show them. Then I want to show here are my one to three key goals for the week ahead and why that matters. Next, I have here are the key meetings that are on my calendar this week. So, you know, they're not, not bothering me about what meetings I might have. And then here are the forecasted deals to close that I have this week, if that's applicable to your role. So they know that. So again, updated as if you're an SCR, account manager, AE, it's all going to be a little bit different. And it's going to be different depending on what your boss cares about. I know right now there's a lot of sales leaders that are having metrics uh, around meetings had, pipeline generated, you know, because it's a tough time in sales. And so they want to see that you're doing the effort. SDR leaders are caring more about how many calls you make and how many emails are you sending. So there is a, um, a heavier focus on quantity, especially when things are tight, which I understand. It's kind of annoying, but I do understand why that is the case. And if that's what your boss is saying, you got to play the game a little bit and you let them know that, yes, boss, I am handling my quantity and quality. So there's three reasons why this works if, if you haven't picked this up already. Number one, it shifts your mindset from sales rep or SDR or AE to the CEO of your own business. And the best salespeople I know act like their territory is their own personal business, right? Uh, and so if you think about the mentality, if, if, if you think of that as just like you're, you're a sales rep, then you just do sales rep things. You do things for commission. You do things for your quota. If you're a business owner, you're treating that very strategically. You're coming up with processes and systems and procedures. And it's a it's a mindset shift, right? And so that helps you. Take away anything with your boss. That just helps you. You're focusing on what matters most. You're not worrying about uh, you know, what you're clocking in and clocking out and your quantity. You're you're trying to be successful. And changing your mindset to the CEO of your own personal business is extremely helpful. Number two, you become a leader on the team. And I mentioned this at the top of the pod, but like 99% of sales reps don't do this. And it helps you stand out. And so one, it helps you stand out if there's good things that are happening, you know, building, you know, getting a better territory, a promotion, a new account, a new customer, a pay raise, uh, whatever. Right now, it might be more likely that you're just being considered indispensable for the next layoff, which is real talk. And I know a lot of companies, we mentioned at the top of the pod, that are doing layoffs. There's only going to be more coming in the next however many, 6, 12, 18 months. So you better believe that. And if you think that you're indispensable because your company says that we're a family and that you're doing a great job and that we love each other, let's. Let's grow up a little bit. Let's let's understand what's happening here, okay? They're, they might have the best intentions. Your CEO might be a great person. Very well possible. Your manager might be a great person. That does not mean that you are off the hook. Salespeople are very much on the hook because we could be expensive. And if money's not coming in, we're an equation. We're a number. We're a math equation, right? So how do you stand out as being someone they do not want to eliminate from the equation? Number one, you have good numbers, great numbers, top of the charts numbers, right? That makes it really hard to let you go. And then two, you get seen as a leader. And this is one way of many ways to do that. Number three, this just, let's just be selfish. This saves you so much time and energy. The worst part, one of the worst parts of being a sales rep, or like the annoying parts, is 
your manager pinging you on Slack saying, hey, what's your week look like? How many meetings do you have? Where are we at with this deal? I fucking hated getting Slacks like that. And that was one of the reasons why I sent this email was that I didn't want to be doing my thing. I'm prospecting. I'm doing this. I'm closing deals. And then I just get like annoying questions from a sales leader. Like, where are we at with this deal? I don't know. Did you check the email that I sent you on Sunday? And in a nicer way, that's what I would say. I'd pre-populate all these annoying questions in the email. And I'd say, hey, boss, uh, you know, just bubbling this up. Here's the email that I sent you on Sunday. Should have all the info that you need on this deal. Let me know if there's anything else I can answer. And after I do that once or twice, I say that in a nice way. Um, they kind of get the picture and it nearly eliminated all those types of questions, unless it was something that happened in the middle of the week or, um, you know, was changing on a daily basis, like a big deal, then, you know, fair enough. I'm, I'm answering those questions. So, um, the weekly update, it seems small, probably listening to this and seeming like it's a pain in the ass. Try it out in February, try it out for a month. And I, I would strongly believe that number one, even if you take your man, even if your manager doesn't read it, which is possible, you might have, maybe that's an objection you have in your head that my sales manager sucks. They're never even going to read this. Fine. It's going to help you. It's going to help you stay organized. It's going to help you get focused on your goals. It's going to help you change your mindset on things. It's going to help you just really be dialed in when it's time to, uh, when you have your forecast meetings, when you're trying to figure out, you know, your math to get to your number, it's going to help you a lot. And then secondarily, it's going to help you with your relationship with your boss and, and your VP. And that only creates good things. It's going to save you time from those annoying questions. So check it out, do the weekly update and let me know, do me a favor. Um, let me know, uh, what, you know, how it goes. If you're doing it, hit me up on LinkedIn. I'm Tom Alamo. I'm extremely active posting every day, multiple times a day, uh, or email me. I'll let you know my email. It's Tom at tasales.co, Tom at tasales.co. And, uh, and let me know how it goes. I'd love to hear, Hey, it went great. It's saving me time or Hey Tom, this idea kind of sucks. And here's why I'd love to hear from you. Let me know. Otherwise we'll be back next week with some more content. Peace, baby. Out.